You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is all about how to really own your personal power. And I'm super excited to have a very special guest with me, Lisa Carpenter. Let me tell you all about her. She is a Canadian truth-telling powerhouse who helps high-achieving entrepreneurs really own their personal power, establish value-based boundaries, and enjoy full frontal living through mind, body, and spiritual alignment. She is the author of Let's Eat, and that's E. A-T, the book for women who are sick of the guilt and shame of dieting. She is a sought-after speaker, coach, educator, and she loves empowering us to stay present to what we're feeling and how we're really showing up in all areas of our life. Welcome, Lisa. Thanks for sharing part of your day. What else do you want to add to that introduction? Wow, that was amazing. Thank you so much, Nancy. And first, I just, I really want to thank you for introducing me to your listeners and having me on your show. Uh, I am just, I'm so grateful to be here. So thank you so much for having me on. Well, thank you for being a guest. This is going to be a jam-packed episode and we mm-hmm. can't wait to learn all from you. So let me to get everybody on the same page. What do you, do you personally mean by owning your personal power? Owning your personal power. That's such a great question to open with. It really is about knowing yourself really being deeply connected to who you are. And this means getting curious about why you're doing some of the things that you're doing instead of just getting so caught in the doing that you never check in to see if it's what you really want to be doing and if you're really fully showing up in your life as your best self, your life and your business. So give us an example, like where would we not be doing that? And what's an example of, and you can use your own life or one of your clients, whatever you think makes sense. Sure. So fully, fully showing up for me, when I say get curious about our behaviors, most of your listeners are high achieving, driven, uh, ambitious men and women who really are here to make a purpose. Like they have a purpose in this world that they're trying to fulfill. They want to show up as the, their best selves. But often they've gotten so attached to the achievement and the doing that they've never actually taken a step back to look at what is really driving them. So in my own life, for many, many years, I was working with this really striving energy. And what I mean by that was everything I did was to really make myself feel better about myself. If I get this degree, if I get this diploma, if I launch this course, if I work with this many clients, if I get this type of feedback, then I will feel like I'm good enough and I will have gotten there with air quotes. Only to realize that there is no there And the fulfillment and the success that I was looking for was never going to come from my achievements. It was something that I had to look within. 
Um, and that was a really, really hard lesson for me to learn because I was so attached to the doing. I really thought that that was going to get me to what I wanted in my business, but it just, every time I set the bar, I would then raise the bar. As soon as I got close to achieving something, I would then raise the bar again. So it always kind of left me feeling empty. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. I know somebody who wants to have a set amount of money to feel comfortable, but every time that person reaches that set amount of money, they move the finish line. So they're never going to feel like they're comfortable with the set amount of money. So I'm sure it's the same in our minds of achievement, right? Absolutely. We just get so caught in the doing, 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 and we never take a step back to say, well, what do I believe to be true about achievement, about success? How do I define that for myself and why am I defining it that way? Everything that we want in life has less to do with the outcome and more to do with how we actually want to feel, whether it's successful, fulfilled, peaceful, easy, happy, joyful. But often we're not checking in to see if these activities actually help us feel that way. And we just assume that when we get there, that's how we'll feel. That's true. That's really Mm -hmm. insightful. You've Mm -hmm. trademarked the term full frontal living, and I'm sure this is tied into all those feelings. What is that and how did you even create that name? So full frontal living is about being emotionally stripped down. And what I know about driven, ambitious men and women is we love to live in our heads. We love to, to overthink things. We, like I said, we get caught in the doing, but we're very disconnected from how we're actually feeling and how we are showing up in the world. We typically think our circumstances are creating our problems instead of taking 100% responsibility for how we're thinking and feeling about ourselves. So full frontal living really came about through my own transformation. And it started for me almost seven years ago when my husband went into recovery for drug and alcohol addiction. And I literally felt like my world had been taken out of the knees. I was so high achieving and so driven. And this forced me to really be with some strong emotions. There was anger, there was resentment, there was sadness. And I was literally so terrified to stop being busy and doing all the things because I thought I would, I would crumble. I'd spent my entire life trying to numb out how I was feeling. This is why we live in our heads because so many of us are just so unavailable to be with our emotions. We, we weren't, we didn't learn it when we were little. And in fact, for many of us, that got shut down, right? You, you skin your knee and your parents are like, you know, suck it up. You're fine. Keep going. Right. Or the boyfriend breaks up with us and it's, oh, you'll be okay. You know, they weren't the love of your life. You'll, you'll get over it. You'll find someone new. So we learn that when we feel things to just get over it instead of actually learning how to be with it, how to get curious about it, and how to actually really shift those emotions at a deep level so that we are showing up differently in our lives. Because the truth is, your doing is only going to get you so far until it doesn't work. And that's really what happened to me. I move myself into a place of basically burnout through the, all the emotional things that were going on in my life and all the juggling I was doing and all the doing and the busy work. Um, And I was forced to stop and take a really hard look at what I was unwilling to be with and really start shifting how I was performing in my business. And the truth is to go to that next level of influence and impact, 
we have to start realizing that we are the variable, like the inside out work. We are the missing piece in the puzzle that is going to get us to the true success and fulfillment that we're all after. That totally makes sense. So I bet self-care falls into that. You're an entrepreneur, a mom, a wife. I suspect you work out. I bet you volunteer. How do you even make time for self-care and take the time to have those feelings and processing it? Thank you for asking this question because this is at the core of my work. So let me be clear. Self-care is not about going to get a pedicure. That can be self-care. But self-care is really saying that I matter the most. I am the most important relationship that I have. It's putting ourselves first and recognizing that our business, our families, all our other obligations must come second if we want to step into that next level of leadership. So self-care is a non-negotiable part of my life. It is how I show myself that I matter. It's how I cultivate a greater sense of self-worth. Um, And it's just, it's something that I am so incredibly passionate about. And, you know, recently I was at a summit. We did a really fascinating exercise uh, to find our, it's called the queen bee role in our business. And this can be found in Mike Michalowicz's new book, Clockwork. And so we had to determine the six main things in our business that move the needle forward so that we could eventually end up with that one main thing in our business that we really, that only we could do in our business. So we could start delegating, right? Because many entrepreneurs, we try and wear too many hats. We say yes to all the things. So what was really interesting is as I'm writing down my six things, one of my things was rest. One of my things was exercise because those are really important to me. And of course, how I eat is just, it's my lifestyle. It's in my wheelhouse, good nutrition. And all of a sudden it dawned on me, I lifted my head and kind of looked around the room and I thought, I bet you that most of the women in this room, because they were all very high achieving women uh, running multiple six, seven, eight figure businesses, that I wonder how many of them actually recognize that they are the queen bee in their lives and in their business. So I went around the room afterwards and asked, and out of 40 women, only about five had identified that things like rest, play, exercise, nutrition were actually pieces of their lives that had to be part of them growing a successful business. And I see people stepping over this all the time. And this is what we have to get back to. So I'm all for productivity. I'm all for doing, I'm all for achievement. I don't want to poo poo on those things because they are so important in terms of moving the needle forward. Like my number one thing in my business is I have to, I have to work with my clients, right? Only I can do that. However, if I'm showing up burnt out, stressed out, not having enough sleep, not getting enough player creativity in my life, I'm actually not showing up as my best self. And that means my business is not thriving the way it could. And I am on a mission to help entrepreneurs, CEOs, business people really matter in their lives so that they can thrive. Because who wants to survive their way through life and business? That's not what we're put on this planet to do. We're not here to be human doings. We're here to be human beings. And I want to bring the being back to business. I can totally relate to the queen bee because I can think of five things. I know the five things that move my business forward. Mm -hmm. I didn't even 
think, sleep or right. exercise. Maybe because I, those are naturally parts of my day, but I like how you call those out specifically as activities. To me, they're just, that's just what I do. It's part of life, but I like making them very front and center. That's yeah, really cool. Like, yeah, like understanding that they are key elements of your success. Like making sure I get enough rest at night, that's a key element to my success. But I know so many women who burn the candle at both ends, right? Because they're trying to raise their family. They're trying to grow their business. They're trying to do all the things, right? Wear all the hats and they're exhausted from it. And they're literally putting their health at risk. And if we don't have our health, if our body isn't in good condition, mentally, physically, emotionally, we can't show up in our businesses. We can't have the impact that we want to make. So true. So I bet all of this is in your best-selling book. Do you want to tell us about what's in that, who should read it, where they can find it, and maybe one or two tips that are really key? Awesome. So my book is actually about the part of my my work that is around nutrition because so many women in particular, and this happens to men as well, the way that their lack of self-care shows up is in their body, right? So they're not eating correctly. They're struggling to lose weight. They've probably had a negative relationship with their body or food for most of their lives. So this book is really about the mindset work. So the beliefs that we're carrying about ourselves that actually stop us from getting the results we want. Because as much as we want to say, well, if I just followed the diet or I ate the food, then everything would be fine. Well, if that was the case, we wouldn't have an obesity problem in Canada and in the U.S. and around the world. So it's, it's what we believe to be true about food in our bodies. And like I said, so many of us actually don't believe that we are worthy of being at the top of our ladder of priorities. So of course, we're not going to treat our body well. Things we love, we take care of. Like hard stop. Things we love, we take care of. So the book dives into the very important emotional and mindset work of changing your relationship with food in your body. And it also dives, it dives into my signature framework, which is what EAT stands for, education, action, transformation, so that people can really understand how to take responsibility for their relationship with food. We must stop looking for the perfect strategy or system. The only way we change our relationship with food is by taking 100% responsibility for it and for the thoughts we're thinking about ourselves and about food. 100% responsibility. So tell me the EAT again, education. Education, action, transformation. Great. And how did you pick that? You know, it was so long ago. I don't even know. I have been an entrepreneur for almost two decades. And, you know, I started out as a personal trainer, transitioned then into uh, working with, with women specifically around nutrition because I knew it didn't matter how much you exercise in the gym. And quite often women are over-exercising to try and achieve results when really they need to do less better and they need to focus on what they're putting in their body. So I moved into food. And then, of course, it was, you know, how could I build this framework that really allowed people to take responsibility for learning how to eat as opposed to following a meal plan? 
right? I wanted them to take responsibility for it. So you've got, you've got to be ready for this framework, but it just kind of, you know, like, like every amazing thing in our business, it kind of shows up when it's meant to show up. And that, that was the name that, that landed. And then the other program that's included in that book is my feelings and food, because it really is, we're using food just like we use our work to numb out how we're actually feeling. So I dive deep into how to feel our feelings and how to be okay with that and how to stop numbing, numbing out, which again is what full frontal living is all about. Totally makes sense. So where can people find that book? They can find it over on Amazon. They can also download uh, a free copy on my website. And what I'll do is I'll set it up under uh, lisacarpenter.ca forward slash Nancy Gaines. I will put the download to the PDF. So if they want the free PDF, they can go there. If they want a hard copy of a book in their hands, then head on over to amazon.com and just Google Let's Eat. Maybe I'll just put the link for that on that page as well. And uh, super easy to find. That would be great. And thank you. That's really generous. People that love the the Kindle type version, PDF version can do that, or they can buy the hardcover. I'm kind of a hardcover girl myself. Me I like too. Pages. Me too. Just, and I'm an audiobook junkie. I love audiobooks. I do too. I just bought a hammock for my backyard here in Colorado, and it's oh, been beautiful. so fun to just sit out there on a weekend and read a book and swing from the trees. Who knew? I'd have so much fun for $40. Right. And that's what I mean. Rest and play, like things that nurture our soul that aren't about doing, but that's about you just being present in your life. So valuable. Well, speaking of nutrition, can you tell us about your complete nutritional blueprint, why it's so important? So eat this framework that I developed, why it's important is because, you know, so often people, again, are going to um, meal plans, right? Just give me the plan and I'll follow it and then I'll lose weight. And they only, they end up back where they started. And this is why diets don't work because unless you can lose weight and keep it off, it hasn't worked for you. Okay. Because if we're just, if we're just completing this cycle over and over again, it's not working. So the eat blueprint is all about empowering people to make their own choices. And I teach it in a layered approach. So how to first incorporate in your proteins and only focus on your proteins. Then I educate people about their healthy fats and how much they need and how to, how to pull that in and, and add it to their proteins. Then we get into carbohydrates and how to layer those in. So it really is an education in nutrition so that my clients are always in the driver's seat of their choices. They are always operating from this empowered place because Food is neither good or bad. It's only the judgment that we put on it that makes it that way. And choice is not about should or shouldn't. It's about yes or no. And when we actually learn how to put the pieces of nutrition together that suits what we want, like I want my clients to eat the foods they like. I don't want them eating stuff they don't like because once they get it, it doesn't matter where they go, what restaurant they're at, whose house they're at eating. They know exactly how to make choices that feel right for them without any judgment, without any shame. They just choose yes or no, and then they move on. And they feel amazing because they're now coming from an empowered place instead of being a disempowered victim to their circumstances. I like that too. I like that you just don't 
I work the same way with clients, right? We don't try to make them totally change and systemize all at once. We pick the biggest pain point and we get that fixed. And then we layer on something else. And pretty soon they're like, wow, I love having all this free time. Why didn't I do this sooner? So when you break it down to people, for people, it's so much easier. And speaking of breaking down, this is a lot of great ideas. But what's something, maybe one or two things people can do as soon as they hear this podcast, they can implement right now whether it's self-care, the food, just slowing down, sitting in a hammock, what can they do? Oh, amazing. There's so many places I could go with this. Oh my goodness. Okay. If they're wrestling with uh, their relationship with food, what I would do is keep a journal for a couple days and see like, what are your patterns without judgment? Nothing. Just like you're just collecting data people. Don't make it mean anything, right? Because as soon as I talk food log, people people make it mean something. You're just collecting data. Once you've looked at that data, then look for the gaps. What aren't you eating that you know that it would help you feel better? So if you keep a journal for five days and you're like, wow, I only had like three servings of vegetables in five days, then commit to adding more vegetables. If you look at your meal plan, you're like, wow, I didn't have any healthy fats, then look to adding that in. If you realize, wow, I don't drink any water, add water in. One of the biggest uh, reasons people are so fatigued is because they're dehydrated. So adding in water can be a huge strategy. The other thing that I, I talk to my clients about doing, especially the ones who are trying to get out of their heads and start to pay attention to how they're actually feeling in their lives so they can start behaving differently, is I have them this is going to sound a little bit like stay with me people, but I asked them to ask themselves, like actually put their feet on their feet on the floor, put their hand on their heart. I know that might be a little bit woo, but put your hand on your heart and actually ask yourself, like you were asking somebody you love, how do I feel today? And then just get quiet for a minute and tune in and see like, is there anxiety? Is there sadness? Are you happy? Don't question it. Don't make it wrong. Just be curious, but slow down enough to actually, like I said, matter in your own life and really check in with how you're feeling because that will help guide your decisions. Like if I check in in the morning and I'm like, wow, I'm really tired today and I acknowledge that, maybe it's not the best day for me to actually go to the gym. Maybe I need to like commit to taking a nap because that is the best way I can show up for myself. So I can be that next level level leader. Does that make sense? Totally. And I'm so glad you brought up water. I recently wrote a blog about how that's the the silent productivity killer is what I, I titled this blog. I thought that was pretty cool because you don't know. It just sneaks up on you and you're like, why am I so unproductive? You could be dehydrated. And then I learned Absolutely. as I, I was doing some research for facts, it was a simple 1% dehydration in your body if you're just 100 if you're like 99% hydrated 1% not it was like a drop of 20% in productivity it was crazy what the difference would make of just a little bit of water does that sound right with what you know 100% and you know the same goes for sleep like lack of sleep mimics depression so how can you show up and be an influential leader and that could just be leading your family or leading your business or leading your clients if you're moderately depressed. So we have to start taking responsibility for our self-care on a deep 
level. So like I said, I'm all for productivity. If you want to increase your productivity, stop looking for the tools outside yourself and start going in and asking yourself better questions about what you could be doing, right? That has to do with you taking care of you. So true. Awesome. Lisa, are you ready for our signature question everybody gets? I am. If you had one more hour in your day, Lisa, 25 hours every day, how would you spend your extra hour? I think I know what you're going to say, but I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. You know what? I thought about this question, and it may not be a popular answer, but it's my answer. I don't need an extra hour in my day. I have plenty of time to do everything that I need to do to feel my best. So I don't, need, I, don't need, I don't need the extra hour. If I, you know, cause I, I listen to some episodes and people say, you know, I'd like an extra hour to sleep. I make sure I get enough sleep all the time. So that's, that's not an issue for me. Exercise is a priority. So I'm not saying I'm Wonder Woman and I have it all figured out, but this belief that if we had more time, we could take better care of ourselves. That belief is keeping us stuck. So I'm really committed to showing people and guiding people and leading people into this new belief that they have all the time they need to live their best life and to run their best business. Awesome. That's a great answer. I've never had that one, but I really, really like that one. That's pretty cool. So Lisa, is there, we talked about where people can find your book. Mm -hmm. I assume your website has more information for people that resonate, want to reach out, have a conversation with you. Is that right? Absolutely. And the bulk of my business is working with people one-to-one because everybody has their own stuff and everybody is unique to their challenges. We're all the same, but we all have, you know, we all think we're so uh, unique as well. So that's really how I work with my clients. I take them deep into areas that maybe they've never explored before. It just takes a willingness to decide that your self-development needs to be a priority in your life. It's that stepping into that next level of, okay, you know what? Like, I know I need to do this work and I'm being called to do it. And you can apply to work with me over on my website at at lisacarpenter.ca. And again, if you're interested in uh, grabbing my book, I'll put it on your special link just for your listeners. And what I'll also include there is uh, an article that I wrote in regards to adrenal fatigue because I see a lot of women getting to this place of burnout. And this was part of my experience as well. So I'm going to give you the warning signs and symptoms for your listeners to pay attention to. And every single time I put this particular article out into the world, I always get at least one person come back to me and say, oh my God, I thought I was crazy. Thank you so much. This really impacted my life and shifted how I was showing up for myself. So I'm happy to share that with your listeners as well. And of course- you can find me on social media. I love Instagram stories and Instagram TV. So you can find me over there at Lisa Carpenter Inc. And on Facebook at Lisa Carpenter Inc. as well. Perfect. I'm excited to read that article. It sounds pretty interesting. Lisa, is there anything we didn't cover that you wanted to add? I don't think so. I always have so much to say, but I also am mindful of not uh, asking people to drink from a fire hose. This might be a new perspective that your listeners haven't heard before and maybe need to hear. So, you know, come follow along on social media, uh, get to know me and trust that you're going to get the information and the downloads and the aha moments uh, 
uh, that you need. And I really recommend that everybody goes back and listens to this episode a couple times because I think there's a lot of gems in here for them. Definitely a lot of gems. This is a great one to listen to and even share with people who you know can benefit. Lisa, thanks so much for taking time to be on the show, sharing your brilliance around food and mindset and all sorts of great things. Listeners, I just updated my free report. It's five systems that create massive productivity in your business. If you're feeling overwhelmed and overworked in your business, this report is for you. Download it at nancygaines.com today. And if you love our show, please subscribe, rate, and review. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S.com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.